be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. celebrate today this beautiful feast of all the saints. We celebrate the holiness of God given to so many faithful Christians throughout the history of the church. And today we celebrate both the saints that have been canonized. They are the official saints of the church. Each of them has a special feast in the liturgical calendar. But also we celebrate the unknown saints those silent people who are faithful to God, whom the church has never officially recognized as saints, but they are before the throne of the Lamb, praising God. So we believe that they are also saints. It's like, you have heard this many times from me, but in the church you have the first class saints, those who are kind of official, they have a date, we celebrate specific feast for each of them, but then we have the economy class saints, those who maybe are not part of that special group, but they are part of the totality of the holiness of the church. And the church gives us this feast to lift up our eyes and look up to them, look up to the power of the holiness of God. I would like to highlight three maybe insights of this feast. The first one is that this feast reminds us that the church we see is only a portion of the totality of the church. Sometimes we can get discouraged for the state of the church. It seems the world is strong outside and the church is divided inside. We can get discouraged because of the sinfulness of us Christians, the sinfulness or failures in the, the leadership of the church, and so on and so forth. We can get discouraged for the confusion that even sometimes we see inside the church. 
Last week we finished a new evangelization course and two people shared cases of friends who left the church because of the discontent they find in the church today. One of them even wrote, the church left me. So this feast reminds us that the church we see is only one region of the church. We are part of a bigger reality. John says, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count. So if you think of the body of Christ today, we have 1.2 billion Catholics in the world. We also have 2.3 Christians. They are, in, a, in some way, they're part of the body of Christ. So we can count the number of believers that are now alive in this world. But the number of saints, the number of people who are now in the glory of God is so great, we cannot count them. And they are part of the church. If you allow me an image, it will be like an inverted pyramid. So on the bottom, you have what we call the pilgrim church, this 1.2 billion Catholics. But on the top, we have the triumphant church, the glorious church, that we cannot even count how many they are. So we cannot even draw this pyramid if you want to be precise. And this is encouraging because it reminds us of the holiness of the church, that the church will always be holy. It's true that there is failure, it's true there is weakness, but this feast of all saints invite us to look up and realize that the church is also the triumphant church. The second insight of this feast is that it reminds us that our final encounter in heaven will be both with Jesus, but also it will be with all those who love and follow Jesus here on earth. It's gonna be, in a sense, also a human encounter. In the office of reading today, St. Bernard says, calling the saints to mind inspires, or rather arouses in us above all else, a longing to enjoy their company so desirable in itself. We long to share in the citizenship of heaven, to dwell with the spirits of the blessed, to join the assembly of patriarchs, the ranks of prophets, the council of apostles, the great host of martyrs, the noble company of confessors, and the choir of virgins. In short, we long to be united in the happiness with all the saints. This is Saint Bernard calling the saints to mind Give us a longing to enjoy their company. Join the assembly of the patriarchs, the prophets, the apostles, the martyrs, confessors, choirs of virgins, and so on and so forth. Someone asked me once, Father, if you could celebrate Mass with one saint, with whom would you choose? And that's a powerful question. I thought, I don't know, like, maybe the girl of ours could preside, John Henry Newman could preach, Catherine of Siena, Teresa of Avila, Teresa of Lisieux, St. Jerome, St. Peter, St. Paul. Imagine that type of mass. It would be so awesome. And that's 
an, an element of heaven. You will see Jesus face to face, but also you will meet all the saints. You will be so excited that eternity will make sense. Like, you will go to St. Paul and, Paul, what was the thorn in the flesh? Let me know. Like, can I touch it? Peter, how did it feel to walk on heaven? Teresa of you. I read your book so many times. So good to see you. Like, St. Catherine of Siena. You remember when I prayed to you and you came? Tell me about Jesus. Tell me when you meet him. And the glory they are going to reflect. And even, maybe not only the official saints, but those people you loved. That were great influence in your life because of faith. And now they are in heaven. But you will meet them in a glorified state. For me, my grandmother is such an example. And... Both of my parents are alive, but my grandparents are all, they passed. And one of them has such a holiness that what an encounter it will be, hopefully. You know, like I cannot canonize myself, I cannot canonize her as well. But we long for that. And the same with you, people you loved. That's also part of this feast, this call to one day enjoy their company. And the final invitation of the church today is to invite the saints to be part of your Catholic spirituality. They are the true influencers. They are the true intercessors. They're interceding for us. They're calling us home. And that's why we need to know their lives. We need to read their lives. If you don't like to read, you need to watch their movies. They're an inspiration to a higher call, a life of holiness today. You need to ask their intercession. You need to read their books, read their writings. Yes, read Matthew Kelly, Bishop Barron, or Peter Quiff, but read the classics of the church. Read the letters of St. Ignatius of Antioch before he died. Read the confessions of St. Augustine. Read the story of a soul of Teresa of Lisieux. Read the dialogue of St. Catherine of Siena, where the father speaks to her. Read the autobiography of St. Ignatius of Antioch. Read the foundation of Teresa of Avila. Read the introduction to the devout life of St. Francis de Sales. And if you read them all those, read them again. Many times, they are pearls of the Catholic spirituality. St. Teresa of Lisieux once said, I want to spend my heaven in doing good on earth. I want to spend my heaven in doing good on earth. The saints are active. They are contemplating God, but they are also interceding for you and for me. That triumphant church is supporting, cheering up, endorsing the pilgrim church. So I invite you in this year to ask a saint to adopt you. Ask a saint to be your intercessor. Choose a book that they wrote, learn their lives, keep it in the back of your spiritual life. 
Last year, I think it was Far Maximo or Far JP who gave this invitation. So for one week, I was praying and thinking, what is a saint that I can follow in this year? And I was having a cup of coffee and I looked up and it's a picture of Teresa of Lisieux. So I thought, whoa, this is a miracle. I mean, the picture was always there. It's not that it appeared there, but <laughs> it was just, okay, this is the answer. And I read the story of a soul this year. So each year, try to meet a new saint. Try to receive their influence, their intercession. So let us renew in this Mass this amazing call to walk towards heaven, to be like them. It is possible. It is your call. It is your vocation to be holy and blameless in his sight. You are made for holiness. That's what God made you. Before the foundation of the world, he created you in Christ to be holy and blameless in his sight. That's the main vocation of your life. And that's the main frustration of your life. If you don't become a saint. So make a decision to follow Jesus like these men and women did. In a radical way, in a beautiful way.